You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. And of course, this show is brought to you by Podcasting With Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry. Now, by the way, if you want to become an influential voice in your industry, you want to build your thought leadership with your own thought leader podcast, but you just don't know where to get started, why not consider joining me and an awesome group of change makers on this round of Podcasting With Purpose in the Immersive Program. Find out more by going to Podcasting With Purpose purpose.com forward slash immersive 90 days we will be launching your thought leader podcast in February 2020 now if you're listening to this or watching this after the doors have closed don't worry pop your name on the waiting list and you'll be the first person to know once we relaunch the program again in 2020 now without any further ado let me introduce today's guest with you today we're going to have an awesome topic so let me introduce Mark to you Hi, Anne-Marie. Uh, good, good morning, Australia. Good morning. Let me share with people who you are and the expertise that you're going to bring on today's show. Joining me, and he's already said hello all the way from the UK, is Mark Jarrett. Now, he is a disruptive, game-changing networker whose sweet spot is helping companies expand internationally, and apparently Germany and the UK are his specialty. Now, I've done a little bit of stalking on Mark, and he's got this awesome art on LinkedIn and it's called the wonderful world of virtual networking and in that article he says I make a living out of introducing businesses to others and as such I'm a voracious networker it is the backbone to what I do best facilitating introductions and it was because of networking that uh, he and I are now talking today so some of the things Absolutely. I'm going to ask him um, the myth about face-to-face -face networking is the only way to go. That's something that I hear a lot of times people tell me, uh, Mark, so I want you to help me bust that myth. And also maybe some common mistakes that people make when it comes to virtual networking and what we should be doing instead. So welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you very much, Anne-Marie. It's a pleasure to meet uh, the podcasting queen. <laughs> and the network, the virtual networking king. There you go. I've just given you that title. So it's an honor to, to be with you today. Virtual Likewise. networking. Um, as I mentioned, uh, this is before we even went live and, and hit record. There's been a number of my business colleagues, even over the years when, when I was in the career industry, they told me virtual, you can't do virtual coaching or you can't do virtual networking. You have to be face to face which as we know now is a lot of BS. So share a little bit about how you got into um, the virtual networking and maybe some of the, the outcomes that you've seen and then we're going to dive into the, some of the common mistakes that you see people make. So how did you be introduced into this whole world of virtual networking? Well, I guess of the two types of networking, you can't beat face to face, mm. um, but one complements the other. Um, let me give you an example. Last week in the UK, 
there was a networking show called Women in Business Expo. So um, ahead of that show, I sought out the speakers that were due to speak at that event um, on LinkedIn. And I also used Twitter to search for the hashtag WIB Expo. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to the people prior to a real world event and invited them to join a WhatsApp group. I use WhatsApp actively uh, for, for networking purposes. And the great thing about um, virtual networking is you can cherry pick the people uh, that you want to um, interact with. If you're, if you're in a large group, um, you can actually um, identify um, who's relevant mm. and then connect with them in a mini group. Um, that's one big advantage that uh, virtual networking offers versus real world networking because I'm sure you've been in the situation where uh, you're um, talk, you meet someone at a, a real world networking event with whom you you might not have anything in common or you mm -hmm. can't really offer them anything um, because they're not in the online world for example they've got nothing to do with podcasting but you've started the conversation but <sighs> It, it can be, uh, you know, out of politeness, you have to uh, continue that conversation for a while. Whereas uh, with, with online networking, uh, you can be a bit more selective and, and not waste uh, your time or mm. indeed the person that you're you're engaging with. Yes, so true. You know, I love how you've shared that um, that strategy. And if you missed that, what Mark said is is absolute gold. He was going to an event. He searched out the speakers, connected with them on LinkedIn. So you're now creating that relationship before you meet them face to face. You searched yep. a hashtag and obviously people who are going to attend are also going to be sharing and, and you know, following that hashtag as well. Brilliant. One of the things, and I was just interviewed recently, Mark, and one of the things that I often say to people, I mean, people often are quite... I'm shocked to hear that I'm an introvert at heart. So for me going to a networking event or to a conference that I know no one to me is kind of like, oh, uh, I was just talking to Kim previously, uh, you know, talking about imposter syndrome. So for me going to a networking event, I really need to, what she called fake it till I make it or act as if I'm confident. But one of the things that I love to do is meet people through my podcasts, develop a relationship with them. And then from there, if we ever have an opportunity to meet face to face, fantastic. More often than not, I can't because they're, they're, um, you know, based overseas. But you're, you're creating this know, like, and trust before you even meet face-to-face. -face. And I think once people see that, it opens up so many more opportunities. Absolutely, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, ahead of the event, uh, we were networking um, on, online and uh, we were, um, uh, you know, small talk um, and also business and... When we then met at the event itself, the ice had already been broken. Yes. We felt that we already um, knew, each uh, knew each other in a way. Um, and now post-show, uh, the networking continues and introductions are being made and mm -hmm. business relationships are being forged and friendships are being forged as well. Yes, yes. So um, 
it's of the time and uh, I don't know about down under but here in Europe um, flight shaming is becoming a thing flight shaming you know, flight shaming so um, the you know attending shows and, and flying long oh, distances yes. isn't very good for the environment mm. so uh, this kind of um, uh, virtual networking um, is, is good for the environment because we're cutting down on all those harmful emissions mm. uh, for example so I think you'll see <laughs> a growth in this kind of uh, networking yes and I recently connected with the um, through virtual networking of course uh, the founder and CEO of a company called remo.co.co not.com mm. r-e-m-o and they help people easily develop um, deeper and more authentic relationships online so they're taking this whole virtual networking thing and really um, taking it to the next level with tables that you can interact with and, and, and move around. I've only just started um, engaging with it. Oh, well, fantastic, because I was just going to say, Mark, well, you're going to have to introduce me to them. I'll have to get them on the show because I am all for virtual. I mean, just recently, I, when I say I attended um, Vid Summit, which I only just heard about. Now, I'm not flying all the way to the US. Um, I think there were, I think they said something like 30,000 people. Now, whether that's been over the years, I'm not sure. But I bought a, mm. virtual, a virtual ticket and I also bought the videos so I can go through at my own leisure and watch what I want because you know the live streaming it was like one o'clock when you know they started their day for us the time schedules but I love what you're saying is it's how we're using it and I think strategy is so very important and just like face-to-face -face networking there are things that people are doing such as um, in your article you said you you on LinkedIn that I referred to earlier you go to a networking event and all of a sudden people are just speaking at you shoving business cards in your hand and hoping that that is going to develop a relationship which as we know Absolutely. does not what are some yes. of the things that you see are happening virtual relationships that we need to be aware of that we should not be doing are there some common things you see happening that you think no no don't do that well going back to what you just said you're absolutely right often the networking um it, the real world networking events aren't particularly good places to have an engaged uh conversation because you're constantly being bombarded you're looking around there's, there's lots of people um i prefer to have my real world meetings uh in a quiet hotel for example where there are uh that, that many uh just distractions um so i i would advise people to use um virtual networking as a mechanism to um, engage with and, and meet with people uh, in the real world but it's not uh, it's not imperative I've done business in the past uh, with people who I've never met and we end up meeting uh, after 
starting to do business with one another. Mm. It's all possible now. Oh, it certainly is. One of the things that I do if I do meet people face to face, the first thing I'll ask is, are you on LinkedIn? Let's connect there. And then from there, we can continue the relationship. I've had business dealings where we've been in partnership or whether whether one of my colleagues has used me as part of her coaching programs when I was in the career industry. We both lived in Melbourne, but we've never connected. We've never met face to face. We've just done business, you know, um, over the, the internet, on online. I've even had VAs who have worked, you know, lived, I don't know, 10 minutes, five minutes away, never met yet, um, have worked. So I think relationships can certainly be built um, online. Now, I want to ask you something because you mentioned WhatsApp and that's tweaked my interest because I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I heard it at a recent um, summit where they were talking about social media in the future, that WhatsApp is actually being incorporated or some form of that within Facebook because now what we're seeing is the, the conversations are going off the main platform but rather into these small private groups. So share a little bit about WhatsApp if people are not sure of, of what that is and then take us through how you're using that. What does that look like? Do you create different communities for different conversations? Let's dive in and, and, and unpack that a little bit. So firstly, what's WhatsApp? Sure, WhatsApp is owned by uh, Facebook um, and uh, they acquired it um, several years ago. Mm. And it's essentially um, an instant messaging and voice platform um, so you can have international um, calls uh, for free, um, but I use it um, primarily for instant messaging. Mm. Now, um, of course, you can use instant messaging on Twitter, but I find it's quite loud and um, uh, there's no way to uh, reference previous comments um, that have been made, whereas on WhatsApp you can, you can do that. You can also uh, uh, create groups which will then hold a maximum of 256 people. Wow. Um, and I'm a member of quite a few of these um, uh, WhatsApp groups. Uh, they're mainly um, tech-related tech or, or business-related. And then when you identify a connection that could be made, mm. you, you can create a mini-group. I call them pods. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then a mini group uh, would be, uh, say, three people. Um, I've created two this week already. One aimed at powerful women, a lady in the United States who, who runs a networking group of powerful women. I'm going to be creating another one for a show that's coming up in the UK next month called Going Global. Mm -hmm. which, as the name suggests, is aimed at um, companies who are looking to expand internationally. Let me share with you another example of something that happened recently. Three, three days ago, I tweeted about flight shame, which I just alluded to on, on Twitter. And then a guy called Mario, who's got 29,000 followers on Twitter, so he's a bit of an influencer himself, reached out to me and we had a bit of discussion about flight shame and then i invited him into a whatsapp group and he asked me if there were any people i knew that were going to be in dubai that day mm. uh, to attend a, a blockchain uh, expo so i then reached out to people in that group and asked the question one guy came forward 
I then set up a mini group to introduce the two gentlemen. They then met at the show. And from what I understand, it was very productive and they're uh, going on to do great things together. So that's just an example of um, how it can work. Another example, recently I engaged with someone who is the most followed recruiter on Twitter. It's based in Melbourne, a guy called Axel. So I thought, oh, hang on, I knew someone, I know someone else in, in Melbourne. And that's our our mutual friend, uh, Keith Keller. Yes. So I then reached out to to Keith, but it turns out they already knew each other. Uh, So uh, (laughs) Keith Keith knows everyone. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've been having a lot of uh, small world things cropping up in my life recently and that and that was uh, that was one of them one of them by the way as as we're speaking i just want to give everyone a heads up of course for the audio you're missing out and you need to start um connecting either on twitter and marie coach or on uh, facebook and marie uh, cross branding uh, over there because of course we now streaming we've got the opportunity if you're hearing mark share something and you would like me to ask him a question just type your comment uh in the comment section or whatever platform and I'll read through them and uh, I'll, I'll make sure that I ask. So please go ahead and, and do that because, I mean, what, what Mark's talking about, particularly with incorporating the WhatsApp, it seems to be a, a, a powerful tool that you're now incorporating to take those relationships off the main platform that you first connected on, say LinkedIn or, as you said, even face-to-face, and having these mini group conversations in the group then because when you said one of the groups that you're a member of have has more than 200 people within that group to me that would become quite noisy too i mean does that when everyone's talking how do you know whether various threads are the thread that or a specific topic that that group is talking about can you can you segment it into various topics if, you're, if you've got a large group like that, Mark? It's difficult. The larger the group, the more difficult that becomes. Uh, these groups should really be regarded as um, virtual pubs, really. Um, mm. A great way to, to, to network. A lot of the people that are in these uh, pods uh, work from home. Um, so it's almost like a virtual water cooler, a great yes. place to, to hang out and have that social interaction, which is missing. If, if you're working from home, um, I come from a corporate background, and I do prefer working from home than corporate life. But one thing I do miss about corporate life is banter, you yes. know, uh, friendly uh, interactions with people at work. But through this virtual networking, um, and I get that because um, I'm having uh, Great interactions with people, albeit remotely, and I'm able to make introductions and, and, and facilitate useful um, interactions with with people. It's important to remember what people do mm. uh, so that you can then act as a matchmaker. Yes. So that um, when someone relevant comes across, for example, today, <laughs> I had a, an interesting discussion with a lady who runs an educational um, education company that focuses on gamification. Mm-hmm. So we spoke for about 45 minutes. And now moving forward, when I come across people that are involved in the education space, and um, I will be able to refer them to, to, to her. her. Yes. 
so it gets easier the more you do it the more the, the larger your network is the more likely that you're uh, able to to help yes uh, in in a matchmaking capacity yeah as we know that saying and it is so true your network is your net worth and i think many of us and and i have to definitely put my hand up in this aspect there is i, I as you can imagine mark i have met so many people over the years um okay. and and i because of the fact that i continue to meet so many people with the podcasts that i do and 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 the online networking that it almost becomes overwhelming so uh, for for selfish reasons i'm going to ask mark these following questions because no one's asked anything yet so this is the host i'm the host so i guess i can do that a couple of questions that I have, Mark, about WhatsApp. How do you go and find out the groups that are already there? Are they labeled? So if we wanted to find out, say someone wanted to find out about a specific area of business, how would they go about searching for potential groups that may already be there? It's not so, it's not so straightforward, Anne-Marie, because uh, typically these groups are hidden from public view um. and the invite links in order to get... Um, inside so to speak um aren't, we don't we don't actively encourage them to be uh, posted right. publicly mm. otherwise you'll get strangers coming in uh or, or, or spammers um so the it tends to be community driven mm -hmm. so the people inside that group uh, will invite others to the group, but uh, there isn't a sort of public list of um, WhatsApp okay. groups as far as I'm aware. So a strategy that I would use, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, is go and talk to Mark, because if there is a group in there that is available and you are genuinely looking at de developing relationships, I'm sure you you would know about that. Um, and, and certainly I hope you don't mind me saying that because you are obviously very actively in those groups, which was is good. And maybe there is, what about um, if people may not yet have really delved into the WhatsApp, um, such as myself, I think I've only used it once and that was to communicate with someone that I know in, in my home country, New Zealand. But um, if they wanted to start a group, is it easy to do? How, what's the process? The process is you go to WhatsApp, and you type in new group or you select new group, then you select the participants um, that you want to be in that group. Um, and that could be just one, one person and mm. you to begin mm. with. Uh, you then name the group and then you upload an icon to the group, job done. Mm. And what a lot of people don't know is you can actually use WhatsApp on your PC or your laptop. I was just going to ask Heaven that. Heaven knows, we're, we're staring into these uh, devices <laughs> all the time nowadays. Yes. Uh, you might have seen the video Look Up, um, which uh, touches on that subject. Mm. I've actually got a love-hate relationship with my smartphone. Yeah. Uh, on the one hand, it's everything. It's a radio, it's a TV, it's a dictionary, it's email. It's satellite navigation. It offers so many things, but paradoxically, it's destroying mm. the, the the communications that matter the most. Mm. Uh, human face-to-face -face interactions. I don't know about uh, Australia, but certainly here in the UK, um, when you go on a train or down the street, everyone's just 
permanently glued to their their mobile devices they are they are which is true so um, look so thank you for for sharing a little bit more insights on whatsapp and i'm glad that it's also available that would have been my next question but one of the things that i and and maybe this is is me being an introvert but i have a saying and it's not mine that i coined but too much peopling hashtag peopling really wears me out so sometimes the networking virtually is great because if i my energy just wanes if i spend too much time with too many humans um so virtually i just press the off button or i just walk away which is fabulous but how do you and i'm sure you've got so many different people that you connect with how on earth do you keep track of everything what what apps are you using or maybe you're just using a spreadsheet I don't know how do you do that so that you remember because I'm now getting into you know over 50 now and so my memory uh is is not as good so can can can, can relate there uh, Marie <laughs> I, I use good old pen and uh, paper um, and also Google Keep uh, ah. which acts as a a, a useful uh, virtual um uh, note note block Yes. And so do you tag, like, say, for instance, you're meeting someone that, you know, the, the example that you gave around um, uh, flight shame and then someone reached out, do you know anyone in Dubai? So do you tag people around the topics that they're interested in? How does that, how do you manage all that? Yes, yeah, sometimes I will uh, uh, reach out to people on a specific subject. Um, I'm helping America's largest network of independent M&A brokers expand into Europe. Um, they're in the business of selling companies, uh, usually retirement situations. They've got about 100 listed uh, on, on their books. So um, if the company in question is involved in manufacturing, for example, I would then use um, that, um, that term to try and find other uh, mm. companies uh, involved in uh, manufacturing that might be interested in acquiring that company. Yes. Uh, one question that I have, because I know that as, as you are networking and searching, one of the things and skills that you may not even realize that you have, or maybe you do, is researching to find relevance or relevant information. Are there some tools that are your go-to that some people may not even be aware of? Maybe some of those are, are, are ones that you might have developed yourself, but what are your go-to tools to search for such people? Or is it just the standard platforms that we do know, like, and trust already? Uh, uh, the, the latter, um, li LinkedIn, uh, again, LinkedIn becomes more useful the more you use it. Personally, I don't like its user interface. I find it's a bit clunky. Mm. Um, but in terms of its uh, database, uh, I mean, it, it's enormous uh, and a great way when researching. For example, if I need to reach out to the head of HR, of any given company, mm. then it's a great way to to find those people. And of course, those people are often protected uh, with with gatekeepers, whose job it is to keep people like you and me away. Mm. Uh, but using LinkedIn, uh, we can connect to these people di uh, directly. Yes. Cold calling, as I'm sure you're aware, <clears throat> has become much more difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, precisely because of the gatekeepers um, but by using LinkedIn we can actually reach out to uh, decision makers and um, valuable people uh, yeah. directly and circumvent 
and the the gatekeepers yes i have an um an example of that i was working with uh, one of my clients who uh is part of her podcast strategy and there's different stages and she wanted to get it at, in in front of key decision makers, CEOs of uh, large corporations here. And so she rolled out the, the first stage of the strategy and she nearly died because the CEO of a large, and I won't name the name of the company, but of a large in FMCG, actually rang her and she said i nearly fell off my chair and i didn't know what to do <laughs> and i said that's what happens she and she incorporated linkedin within that you know and so i think what you're saying is so true and remains largely untapped on one area and sadly as well we are talking about relationship building there are different stages to relationship building do you just as we're finishing up just talk a little bit about that the stages of relationship building because if we go in too early for the for you know the ask if you will we can completely destroy any further opportunities it's about helping others it's about being that resource it's about asking Absolutely. genuinely yeah. what are some things that, that, that yeah that, that you do that's def definitely the case here in the uk the last thing you should do is delve straight in uh, to the business break the ice with some um in fact avoid business altogether um if i were you and then um it will come naturally as, as the uh, as, as the relationship um develops um, another thing I'd like to make you and your um, viewers aware of is a movement, if you like, uh, called ORS. It, it stands for Open, Random and Supportive. <laughs> uh, so if you go to Twitter and use the hashtag engage without the E mm. and then ORS, uh, you can find people that, if you like, subscribe to that philosophy as well yeah. um, and, and reach out to them, and then you've got that in common. Yes. Uh, when I first learned about this um, about a year ago, I, I, I went to Twitter, and the first person I found was a lovely lady in, uh, in Canada, and I thought to myself, right, I'm really going to help this person. Um, in any way I can mm. and I reached out to her and I think I overwhelmed her a little bit but um, it certainly changed her life because she lives in quite a remote part of Canada and mm -hmm. uh, she joined um, several WhatsApp groups and now has made um, a lot of friends and some useful business connections precisely through this form of, uh, of virtual networking. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, everything that you've been talking about today is so valuable, especially for people who are aspiring to become thought leaders and, and authorities in their field, because the connections that you can make, the people that you can collaborate with, um, you know, the, the combined voices, you can do so much better together often than, than your own. And I'm sure that so many people who have reached that, that level of of thought leadership and influence can name dozens of people that I have met along the way that have supported them, that have given them some advice, that have helped them shortcut. You know, there's so many opportunities out there to tap into the network and the the, the understanding and insights of others. So I think, uh, thank you so much for sharing what you have today. It's certainly given me lots of food for thought. WhatsApp is another piece of technology I think I'm going to have to familiarise myself with moving forward. Yeah, over mm. here in Europe, it's a kind of standard. Um, I'm getting 
guessing now, but I think about 80% of people use it. Yes. Is it, Can the same be said of uh, Australia and New Zealand? Well, I, I don't think so. And the reason I say that is because not through my own understanding, but what I heard at that recent uh, social media um, summit, you know, about the future of social media, the one of the speakers was saying how in Europe, they were very much leveraging that WhatsApp, but it will slowly come to um to you know other other nations including australia too so it'd be interesting um certainly maybe people who are listening today um go ahead go over to annemariecross.com forward slash review let us know or if you're seeing this here on one of the platforms um let us know are you using whatsapp and which country are you from and if you're in australia let's see if we can get um a, a bit of an idea on how many people are leveraging uh, whatsapp and maybe if we're not moving forward how can we leverage that as part of our relationship building as mark is doing so effectively mark how can people reach out and find out more about what you do well, they can go to my um, LinkedIn profile and there they will see my website, which is mjconsultancy.com. That's frenetic. So it's E-M for mother, J-A-Y, consultancy.com. My email is mark with a C um, at mjconsultancy.com. Also in my LinkedIn profile, you'll see my cell phone number which is then that acts as the background for all WhatsApp communications. Yes. So in order to connect with someone on WhatsApp, you need to know the um, the person's uh, cell phone. My Twitter is at Global Twit. Uh, yeah, so uh, we can also connect that way. Fantastic. Well, once again, thank you so very much for coming on the show. I know because of time zone differences, it is uh, what nearly... What, what time is it where you are on Wednesday it's evening? It's now 20 past 10 in the evening. And of course, um, where you are, it's... Uh... 8.20, yeah, 8.20 in the morning. And and I, I, I always love saying this to uh, even a lot of my US uh, guests, just letting you know Thursday for you, Mark, is going to be an awesome day, but don't tell anyone I told you so because we're calling in from your future. <laughs> so it's been such an honour and pleasure and I know our, our conversation will certainly continue uh, uh, further than, than this and it's been such a pleasure. I'm so glad we were connected and I, and I thank, I think Likewise. it's through Keith, our mutual friend okay. Keith. Who who is yes. himself the um the you know such a avid networker and and supporter too. So thanks once again for coming on the show, Mark. Have a great day, Anne Marie.